0: good morning good morning everybody uh good to see you guys Ooh. isn't god's presence wonderful yeah well vince thinks so uh isn't god's presence wonderful yeah guys hey really quick before i get started this morning uh We've got a couple, we got a couple of folks that, uh, this is their last Sunday with us uh, for a while. And uh, so I just want to just acknowledge them and pray for them. Uh, uh, Morgan is going off to college. Those of you who previously had kids go off to college and I did not acknowledge, I'm sorry. But since my kid's leaving, it kind of brought it up. So, (laughs) Uh, but Morgan, why don't you stand up. And Hudson is going off to Vineyard Leadership. And Hudson, why don't you go stand up by Morgan. Hudson's leaving for Vineyard uh, Leadership Institute, which is so exciting. And Morgan's going to Iowa State, right? University of Iowa. sorry, yes. Uh, uh, So I just want to say a quick prayer for these guys and just... When you see them today, afterwards, you know, shake their hand, hug their neck, whatever you feel safe doing, and, uh, and just, you know, bless them. Bless them as they go. And so let's just pray for them. God, we love you so much, and we praise you, Lord. We thank you that um, the steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered of you. And, Lord, they're just taking uh, the steps that you've laid out for them. We pray that you would provide for them. Uh, surround them. Let your presence radiate from them in their new environments this fall. And uh, God, you're just so good. Bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So that is, uh, there you go. Hudson has been with the church since before it was a church. Uh, when we were meeting in the back room at fireworks coffee those, who remembers fireworks when it was fireworks yes I uh, met in the back room there and Hudson was there at our very first interest meeting and so he's been he's a he's a young pillar in the church so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a sad trip to Minnesota so <laughs> um, but I'm Lee I'm the lead pastor here if we haven't met yet uh, happy to meet you Lead pastor at Mercy Vineyard Church Let's go ahead and put our mission statement up and uh, say it together. We are living a passionate mission to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. That's what Mercy Vineyard Church is all about, about loving Jesus, loving each other, loving our community, growing in Christ, going, serving each other, and serving our community. Love it, love it, love it. And uh, this morning, we are continuing our 12-part series in Matthew. Anybody reading through Matthew with us a little bit? glance at it? Yes? Yeah, no, I tell you, read Matthew, and you just fall in love with Jesus. And it's one of the things I love about reading through the Gospels is, is uh, you know, um, Paul says that in Jesus is the fullness of God. And so it's so easy to um, get ideas about God that are untrue. And we picture God in certain ways that maybe we see like this wrathful God or we see, you know, we picture God in the wrong way and it's so nice to come back to the Gospels and look at Jesus and go, that's God. That's what God is like. And I just love reading through the Gospels. And so we're spending time with that. We've talked about uh, lots of different things and I'm excited about this morning. Uh, I want to talk about one of those events in Scripture that um, that I love, and I love this story. And a lot of times, you know, it's easy to uh, read through Scripture and kind of go, kind of almost like we speed read through Scripture sometimes. You know, and sometimes because the Bible is written in such a way that it's almost like a catalog of events, that it's easy to skip the uh, to skip over moments. And this one right here, a lot of times when I'm reading through Scripture, I get to it and I slow down. And I read it slowly. And I'll go back and read it again. And I love this one. It's one that uh, we hear it in Sunday school all the time, right? Most of the Jesus movies include this. And uh, it's totally epic. And I love it. It's not a teaching of Jesus per se, but it is something that happened with Jesus and the disciples. And uh, it's one of those wonderful, uh, just epic events, before we talk about it, though, I wanted to share something with you guys. Now, I probably, uh, I probably hold some sort of record, unofficial record, on uh, losing the most amount of jobs. So uh, somewhere, I'm sure, if anybody's keeping track, I've probably been laid off and or fired from more jobs than I care to even mention. Um, and you know, it was never my fault. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was always their fault. No, it was not. It was not. I'm not. I'm not immature enough to believe that. But in this case, uh, I was working as a youth pastor at a a largest church, and uh, I had a group of students that we really loved. We had about a hundred students in our youth group, and uh, we were growing, and God was moving, and it was such an exciting time. I mean, it was. It was one of those moments, and it was the only time ever, like in my ministry, where this has happened, but there was this there's this magazine for youth pastors that is, you know, subscribed by youth pastors all around the country called Group Magazine, where they actually reached out to me and said, we want to know what you're doing, can we come and interview you, and all that stuff. So things were amazing, like they could not have been any better, I couldn't have asked, you know, kids were getting saved every week, we had a, a drug dealer come in and get saved, and. Baptized in the Holy Spirit in like two weeks, and he was bringing all his friends, and it was just wonderful to see God move, and uh, it was incredible. And then suddenly, I was fired. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize this. I didn't understand what was happening, but there was some political things going on with the board, and uh, and I was collateral damage. And so uh, I got let go. I got the boot, and it was so. Uh, it was such, uh, it was such a sucker punch. It just came so out of nowhere, and I remember just feeling like the, the wind got knocked out of me. and so not only did I uh, have to say goodbye to a group of students that I loved that I 'd poured myself into for a couple of years and uh, had seen God move, um, but I was not living in my hometown I was living in a house that was provided by the church and uh, so I, I didn't just lose a paycheck but I literally was like we're gonna be homeless now too so I was gonna, we were gonna lose basically everything and it uh, it needless to say brought on a lot of fear a lot of anxiety a lot of hand wringing what am I gonna do what are we gonna do The storm just came suddenly and uh, I did a lot of praying Uh, I had a lot of questions for God, Uh, I felt like it was very unfair, obviously, sometimes, I remember during this season, where sometimes I would just lay in my bed, like, listening to worship music, paralyzed, I just couldn't do anything else, I'm just, I'm just going to lay here, uh, listen to worship music, and hope that somehow this music somehow encourages me, soaks into my skin, soaks into my spirit, and, uh, and I'll feel better, and uh, it was just awful. And I just asked God, like, like it was so bad that, that I, I wasn't even asking God to change my situation. I was just asking him to, like, calm my nerves, you know. I, co- I couldn't even get to the situation part. It was just God just helped me to be able to function in life without feeling like I had a knife in my chest, you know. And you all probably have been there at different times, right? It was just a really, really tough season. And uh, it just came out of nowhere, seemingly, right? And you might have been there before. You know, life just throws you a sucker punch. You weren't expecting it. You weren't expecting it at all. You weren't ready for it, right? And I don't know right now, you know, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, yesterday there was a major earthquake in, in Haiti. You know, over 300 people died. And it just, this earthquake came suddenly, came out of nowhere right? I can imagine what a lot of them are going through right now, watching their homes crumble, burying loved ones, looking for missing family members. And they came on suddenly, and maybe you've been there. All you could do is panic and pray, and hope that the worst wasn't yet to come. that? <laughs> Where something so bad happens, and you're just going, God, please don't let anything else happen. Please don't let anything, else. don't let this, don't let this become worse. And unfortunately, sometimes it does, right? And the thing about these moments in our lives is they can become defining moments. These literally can become make-or-break moments where you can, to borrow the phrase here, so I know it sounds corny, but you can get bitter or you can get better, right? You can move in one direction or you can move in another. These are moments in our lives that become moments of change, moments of transition, you can get better, you can get better and uh, and really, the choice is yours. The choice is yours um, and there are moments where we really can see the hand of the Lord working. I remember working through that part of my life where it just seemed like Ugh, this this is the end, you know it almost feels that way. This is the end maybe i 'm done with ministry. I remember having that conversation with Wendy just going. If this is it, if this is ministry, maybe we should go and, and, and you know sell insurance. You know, maybe we should go into something else. Is there something else that we can do? Because I don't know if I could do it anymore if this is how it's going to be. And uh, fortunately, we saw God work and we were patient and the entire thing became a promotion where I got to move on to uh, you know, reaching more people and our ministry grew, and, and it was, some, you know, everything about our lives a year later was better than it was during that moment. And it was because we trusted God in some things, and we made some wise decisions. But the disciples went through, in Matthew, a suddenly storm, right, in Matthew chapter 8. And so I want to talk about that. I want to read that scripture to you and break it down and see what we can learn. So let's pray real quick. God, we love you so much. And we pray that your word would uh, sink deep into us, that it would bring transformation, that your word would change us, God. That's what it's all about. And so, God, help us to have open hearts, open spirits, open ears, open minds to you and what you want to say to us today, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, we're, uh, in, in Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27, it tells us the story of sudden trouble, right? Right? And Jesus simply saying a word, and when he says his word, nature itself obeys. And it's pretty awesome. And it says this, Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. And so, just to give you a little backstory: story, Jesus and his disciples had an incredible day of ministry. Incredible day of ministry. But you know, Jesus was uh, so sought after at at this time, let's just say he was so famous, he was more famous than the Beatles, and uh, during this season, he was so famous, that one of the only things that he could do to kind of get away, literally, was get in a boat, (laughs) go off, right, and so he gets in a boat with his disciples, as Jesus got into the boat, they started across the lake with his disciples, suddenly, everybody say suddenly, suddenly, a fierce storm, struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. This is a big storm, man. These are waves. This is, uh, what's that uh, show on TV? Where is it Greatest Catch or something like that? There's lobster men and whatever they are, crab, crab. What is it? Great, Latest Catch, something like that. Deadliest Catch, yeah, something like that. Yeah, where it's just like... Pfft. You see, like, like waves just crashing over the boat. This is the disciples, this is what's happening here. Waves just crashing over, storms, you know, thunder, lightning, wind, all those things. It says, waves are breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. <laughs> I just, I love whenever I read that. It reminds me of my kids when they were, like, this big, right? You know, they could just sleep through anything and carry them into the house, and put them in their beds, and they would just sleep all through that, or at least fake it because they wanted to be carried. I don't know. But Jesus was sleeping through this. It says Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went, and they woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. We're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I don't care who's sleeping in the boat. I'd probably freak out a little bit. If I was up there and the boat was going like this, right? And the winds and the waves were crashing over it, I'd probably freak out. You know, we, we love to, like, think that we're holier than the disciples, don't we? We read this stuff and we're like, Peter sank, what a dope, you know? It's like, none of y'all would have even stepped on the water. So don't, you know, give Peter a hard time, right? You know, why, why do you doubt? And we, and we look at the disciples and we just think, God, how could they not know, right? But Jesus, but we would all be the same. We would all do the same thing. Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up, and he rebuked the wind and waves. I love that. He actually uses the word rebuked, you know. Almost like he's just like, behave, you know. Sort of like when you know, he, gives, he gives the wind and waves a rebuke. And suddenly, everybody says suddenly. There was a great calm. Yeah, the disciples were amazed. Who is this man? (laughs) They say to each other. They asked, even the winds and the waves obey him. Wow, isn't that a great story? I love that story, and I love really what God says through it. And I just want you to remember one thing this morning. If you forget everything else, I want you to remember this. Jesus is Lord over the suddenly. Yeah, Jesus is Lord over the suddenlies. These moments that come in, that sucker punches, that knock the wind out of us—we didn't see coming—and we're just like, "Oh my goodness!" Jesus is Lord over those moments. He's Lord over the suddenlies. When the hard times come, they often come suddenly. Hard times, very, very, like, like if we could see the hard times coming, they would probably wouldn't be as hard, right? <laughs> If we knew six months in advance, oh, I, can, I think I can see a hard time brewing. I can see it. And you know what? Truth be told, a lot of times those around us see those hard times a lot better than we can. But, you know, like, have you ever had a friend come up and warn you and go, I don't know, dude. I don't know if you should be doing that. I can see that that's going to... And we're like, you don't know me, right? You don't know. you don't know the situation, right? And then six months later, we get punched in the gut. Right, and we should have listened. That's an aside. That was free. That's not part of my message. But I think we would see those suddenlys coming a lot better if we just listened, right? But suddenly we lose our job. Suddenly, you know, we're sucker punched. Suddenly, a family member gets terribly ill. That's hard. Suddenly, we're betrayed by a friend. We didn't even know. We didn't know they were talking about us behind our back. We didn't know. You know, we didn't know that they thought we were a jerk and just weren't saying anything, right? Until now. And they can't hold it in anymore. Suddenly, we're betrayed. Suddenly, someone breaks into our house and steals both of our cars. Suddenly, right? Suddenly, these things happen. The storms come. And it's the sucker punch that just comes out of nowhere. And we're crying out, Jesus, save me. I'm going to drown. I'm going to drown. You know, the interesting thing about suddenlies is they're not suddenlies to Jesus. <laughs> you know? It's not like Jesus got in the boat and went, where'd this storm come from? Right? It wasn't a suddenly to him. That might have been why he was able to sleep so well. He knew it was going to come, no big deal. He knew it was all going to be all right. You know, But our suddenlies are not suddenlies to Jesus. He knows that they're coming. I wasn't expecting to lose my job. That came suddenly. It really was a sucker punch. When Wendy was sick in the hospital with meningitis, we didn't expect that. It happened like that. Do you remember that, honey? It was like midway through the day, had a headache. By evening, you were in the hospital. Yeah, of course you remember that. You know, that was crazy. That was just nuts. It just happened suddenly, and before I knew it, I was in the bathroom of the hospital room on my knees crying because I thought I was going to lose her. You know, it was. It came suddenly. Suddenly, suddenly my dad passed away. I didn't even know he was sick. I didn't even know he was sick. I'm like checking Facebook one day and my cousin says, Rest in peace, Uncle Ross." What? That's how I found out. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly these things come on us. And then the words of Jesus, they come to us and, they, and he says, why are, you so afraid? Why, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? I love it that Jesus didn't come along and say, don't be afraid. But instead, he asks, why are you so afraid? Because it gives us a chance to reflect and go, yeah, why am I? Why am I so afraid? All right? And in that moment, a lot of times when the suddenlies come, our first reaction is usually to wish, right? And you all know how useless wishes are. It doesn't matter how many pennies you toss into the fountain, right? We wish we had more faith, right? We wish we wouldn't have wasted so much emotional energy on being afraid. Like when I lost at my job and I went through just such a hard time emotionally, I wish I would have just went, I could just go back and just praise my way through it. I wish I would have just went. You know what? God is in control and he's got something better. And I wish I would have just worshipped, but I I didn't, right? I was afraid. We wish we would trust more. We we wish we could go through our suddenlies with confidence and maybe even some joy, right? We wish. So I want to just try to answer Jesus' question, because Jesus asked, why are you so afraid? I want to try to answer Jesus' question for us this morning with three reasons why we tend to freak out during the suddenlies. And we see this with the disciples. And the first one is this, is we forget who he is. We forget who Jesus is. Now, I think sometimes we, we, we treat Jesus sometimes like he's some sort of demigod, right? Well, there's God the Father, and there's the Holy Spirit, and, you know, there's Jesus. He's the one we can relate to, right? He's, he's some sort of like, you know, just slightly less than God, but he's not. We forget who Jesus is. You know, the disciples asked, and they lived with this guy, and they had just spent all this time in ministry with him, and the disciples asked, who is this man? They forgot who he is. Who is this guy that can calm the storms? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's the guy that you've been learning from for the last oh, roughly two years at this point living with, right? They forgot who he is. Remember, what comes to mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us, right? What comes to mind when we think about God is so massively important we cannot forget who He is. I don't know. He's only the guy who created the wind. He's only the guy who made water. He's only the guy who invented lightning and thunder. We forget who He is right? He's not distant. He's in the boat with us. He's not distant. And He's not powerless. He's not powerless. The winds and the waves obey Him, but we forget who He is. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. His kingdom shall reign forever and ever and ever, and nothing is too difficult for Him, right? He's our Savior. He's our friend. He's awesome. He's wonderful. Never forget who he is. And not only who he is, but that he's with you and that he's for you. Whew. Right? That is way better than how you're responding. That's good. That's good. Right? Thank you. <laughs> yeah? That's amazing. That's amazing. So we forget who he is. And the next thing that we do, and we freak out because we forget what he's done. We'll always forget what he's done. I swear we're like kids at Christmas time. I don't know about you guys, with your little kids, your little kids were probably perfect. But my little kids would tear open a gift and celebrate and do a dance. Look what I got. And like within seconds, they're like, where's the next one? The appreciation for that last gift is gone, right? It is worn off. It's in the corner somewhere, right? And then later on, you've got to pick it up and bring it up to their room. But we're like that. We forget what he's done, okay? Immediately before they got in the boat, the disciples watched Jesus heal a crowd of people, right? They watched him healing people left and right. They watched him set people free from demons. They literally had watched him perform miracles all day long just before getting in the boat. <laughs> they forgot what he'd done. We forget what He's done. When we're in a suddenly moment, when we're in a moment of crisis, we forget all the times that He was there for us. We do that all the time. No matter how many times He heals us, no matter how many times He provides for us, no matter how many times He blesses us, we still freak out. We still freak out. And we still lack trust in Him. Okay. The funny thing about my, uh, my job situation, up until this point, And really through my entire life is every time I ever lost a job 100% every time I ever lost a job it ended up being a promotion where I was blessed with something better I have never lost a job and then like gone you know to do something that was like oh but every time it's been a promotion every time and in that moment when I lost my job I didn't that wasn't coming. I wasn't like, hey, every time I lost, I get a better one. Okay, what's next? You know, can't wait to see what's next. And even in this case, it was a promotion. Okay? And we forget. Instead of anticipating a blessing, I I in that moment I worried that I would I would drown. Right? Instead of anticipating a blessing, I, I worried that I was gonna be homeless. When the storms come, remember what he's done for you in the past. Always remember what he's done for you in the past. And we think about that. And your gratitude really helps with that. I hope you all keep it like a gratitude journal. I hope you're writing something that you're thankful down every day. Gratitude has a way of building anticipation in us for what's next. Gratitude has a way of turning our outlook from sour and dour and fear of what's next to anticipation for what's next because we know that God is good. Remember the times he's healed you. Remember the blessings. Remember his forgiveness. Remember his grace. Remember the encounters that you have had with him. Don't forget. Don't forget what he's done. And the last thing is this, is we forget how he loves. It's so easy, isn't it? We forget how he loves. I don't know about you guys. I'll just, moment of vulnerability. I like to be reminded that I'm loved, <laughs> Right? Like, you know, Wendy and I, when Wendy and I are together, I'm always asking, Do you still love me? You love me, baby? You love me? She's like, I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he says, of course. I like to remind you that I'm loved. You know, when we remember how deep and how wide and how high his love is for us, doesn't it bring just peace in the storm? Because I'm loved. Because I am loved. And being loved is good. Being loved is a good thing. When we remember that we're loved scandalously by Jesus, that Jesus loves us so far above and beyond what we deserve, right? And we can thank Him for that. We are loved. We're loved by Jesus. And when we remember that, we stop looking at our badness and we start looking at his goodness. Because a lot of times, when it suddenly comes, the enemy likes to come and tell you how awful you are. All right? I remember, you know, when, uh, when I lost... It's just so funny. I just, I'll, I'll expand the story a little bit. When I lost my job, it was such a sucker punch, and it was so, it was so on a left field, I remember thinking to myself, man, I, must, I just must have some major blind spots. You know, I remember thinking to myself, I must be awful, but I'm so blind I don't see it, right? And yes, we have blind spots. And yes, we do things where we bring on our own suddenlies because of our behavior or because of our attitudes or, or things like that. Yes, that happens. But I remember just beating myself up over this. And I, I even had like a dream. And it was just a strange dream, and I interpreted it as God saying, yes, these were your weak spots, and this is why this happened. And about six months later, the guy who fired me asked if I could go out to lunch with him, and he apologized for firing me because it was a political board move and it had nothing to do with my performance. Right? And so it was, it was just a bad thing. But so many times when he's come on us, we focus on our badness. And yes, are there lessons to learn? Yes, do we screw up sometimes and we really need to change? Yes. But our attention should be on God's goodness instead of our badness, right? Focus on His goodness, His goodness, and how deep and how wide and how, uh, how long is His love for us, right? We remember that, and when we start looking for His goodness, we know that out of His grace, out of His grace, not out of our deservedness, but out of His grace, He's going to bring us through, huh? It might even bring us through to something better right? When we have an unshakable conviction, y'all know what a conviction is. I know some of you guys have really strong convictions, right? Super strong conviction. I know that uh, I'll pick on Bethany for just a minute. Bethany has a super strong conviction of caring for creation. And I've known Bethany for 15 years, something like that, some crazy amount of time. And I remember the first time I ever noticed this I think we did a retreat together and she was walking around with, um, she was walking around with like a Walmart sack and she was putting pop cans in it. She refused to let us throw them in the trash and it's because of a conviction. She was acting out of a strong conviction that we should care for creation and even if it's strange that we're, we're like, nope, you're not throwing that in the trash, you know, We operate out of a conviction, and we need to operate out of a conviction, right? It's not necessarily an emotional thing, but this is what I believe so strongly, and I'm going to let it dictate my behavior. We operate out of a conviction that we are loved with an unbreakable love, okay? That should be unshakable. That should not be something that rises and falls with our feelings. That should be something that we hold tightly to, as a life conviction. And when we do that, when we, uh, when we do that, that we're loved with unbreakable love, and we know that no matter what happens, He has our best interest in heart. Right? Because He loves us. Because He loves us. Never forget how He loves you. Never forget how He loves you. Right? And so, what I want to do today is we're going to close, and um, so if the, if the worship team, well, you can come. And, um, Wendy, if you want to join me, I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you. I've, I feel like like uh, God's not quite done yet. God wants to do some things. Don't you feel that? Do you feel like the Lord is saying something? Okay. All right. If you do, let me know. Um, I, I, I've, I've, yeah. Okay, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. You are good. You are good. I, just, I feel like there might be a couple of people here this morning that are, oh, I feel like they're in a suddenly. And that suddenly couldn't... It might have happened a week ago. It might have happened two weeks ago or a month ago. But you're still reeling from this suddenly. This suddenly storm in your life. I just believe that God wants to touch you today. Today. If if that's you, if you're in a suddenly and you would like prayer... And just stand up. Let me pray for you. Let me just pray that God's peace would come over you. Let me just pray that God would remind you of his love. He loves you so much. Maybe you're just reeling from an old suddenly. I pray for every person who just feels like they're reeling, that they're in a storm, they're dealing with a suddenly that could have happened yesterday, could have happened last week or last month or last year, but kind of still in that, feeling dizzy from that sucker punch mode. Lord, I pray that you would allow them, even right now, God, to to see you in that boat with them, to see you, God, near them, loving them. Lord, I pray that um, we would never forget who you are. That we would never in our hearts or in our thoughts diminish your power, diminish your dominion, diminish your kingdom, God, your kingship, your lordship, because you're Lord over these moments, and they didn't come as a surprise to you. And Lord, I pray that we would never forget what you've done, that we would be a people that overflow with gratitude for the way that you love us, the way that you have blessed us, the way that you have saved us, the way that you have come and forgiven our sins and, and washed them away and made us children of God. Oh, Lord, never forget. And God, that we would never forget how you love. You didn't just loved us, past tense when you went to the cross, but you still love us. You love us. God, let that be a conviction in our heart that dictates the way we see the world, the way that we live. God, always. Ah, we praise you, God. We praise you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want you.